Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. With the amount of pre-draft scrutiny that goes on these days, it's hard to imagine that you would have to ask a guy, do you even want to play basketball? Do you even want to play basketball? Do you even want to play basketball? Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show, Monday through Friday, on the Athletic Podcast Network. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. Make sure that you check out The Athletic and you subscribe. If not, what the hell's wrong with you? This is the most important part of the year. We've got free agency. We've got trade demands. We've got all kinds of stuff at The Athletic. Make sure you're following every single team on there, getting all the news from all of our fantastic coverage. Come up on today's show, it's Free Agency Madness. Let's just dive right into it with Wozni Lambert, with Trevon Edwards, with Dave DeFore, with Jay King. Jade Hoy is producing. And guys, the Free Agency Madness, like here's the, Woz, here's my confusion. Is we're talking about how like the league is worried about money, right? And uh, and so like, you know, we gotta make sure to get these games in, we gotta do all this stuff. And then we just, once again, like you open up the floodgates and, and the money just is pouring to the weirdest people. And, <laughs> and Gordon Hayward gets $120 million. <laughs> That's insane. I just don't understand how you go through the Nicholas Batum contract and say, I want to do You're that almost again. out of it. Almost out <laughs> like, of Batum. Like, <laughs> I want to do it again. I want to pay top dollar. For a guy, Batum was, I mean, I guess Gordon Hayward in his prime was a fringe was all-star. all-star type of Legitimate guy. Legitimate all-star. I don't know that. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was an all-star. Batum no. was never quite that. But Gordon Hayward has not shown that level of play since he left Utah. Period. Like, he has not been a player worth $30 million a year since he left Utah. So I, I just don't understand this deal for Charlotte. And it's not like you can say... I'm doing the Westbrook thing where he's box right. office, right? Like where he's a name or a face or whatever. Like he's going to draw. Gordon Hayward is about as anonymous as a guy who gets paid as much as he does is. Right. Can that's be the only in type the of NBA. guy who would have signed so in Charlotte. you're not even getting that part of it. Like they're, they're the Hornets. Sure. You know? I, I, <laughs> right. That's so so you've got to, you've got to gauge it from that standpoint. They, but what about, hold on, Jay, what about the standpoint of you didn't want to give Kimba Walker this exact same money? This dude is no, not better than Kimba Walker. 6'1 with a knee Period. issue, right? And, yeah. and, I'm, not, and I'm not saying Gordon sure. Hayward's the, the picture of health by any means, but I think typically size in the NBA will get you paid. Size matters. I thought it was the motion in the ocean. Usually, you know, if it's if it's Nikola Jokic, it's both, right? Size and motion. Well, Zach, to explain the situation in this one, I think Hayward, along going to Boston, thought that Tatum and Brown weren't going to be as good as they were, and I think that was the thing that bit him, plus injuries, and then also 
when it came to a situation of like, well, I, I think I'm okay. Cause when you look at his numbers and stuff like that and you add into the injuries, he's okay, but not 120 million. Okay. But then you look at the fire that's in Charlotte and they have to plug and play. And although they didn't want to play Kimba that same amount, you know, where Kimba could have just been a lifer there, you know, they felt like they can go in a cheaper option and go Rozier or, you know, Devontae Graham. And it hasn't worked out that much. Now, Gordon Hayward signed the offer sheet in 2014. And it was one of those, hey, I remember they was interested situations. But <laughs> as best available at this position, I could see Gordon still getting 20 to 23, playing empty stats. Yeah. And that's fine. But it's the Charlotte, you know, it's, it's the the Hornets at this particular situation where I don't think that anyone that was on this market particularly wanted to go there just for bread. You know what I'm saying? Like most of the guys that are, it really wasn't too many guys that were just kind of just switching up with an, like with an option to go places that were actually quote unquote has an all-star on their resume. Yeah. Especially if you, if you look at all the guys who are taking these two year mid-level exception deals, right? Like mm -hmm. Trez to the Lakers, uh, Ibaka to the, uh, to the Clippers, um, Tristan Thompson takes it for for the Celtics. Like you, you got a lot of like pretty significant role players who are just taking that that essentially a one and one and opening themselves up for for next year uh, when when that cap space goes open. I think for for Hayward, one of course, like you got one hundred twenty million dollars, right? Like you you drop uh -huh. thirty four, knowing you were going to get paid, and then you know I talked to Chris Kirshner on you know covers the Hawks. For the athletic, we talked to him on the radio earlier today, and he was saying, like, look, the, the Hawks were interested in Hayward until it became $120 million interested. And then it's like, well, no, of course not. Of course not. We're not going to do that. And I think for Hayward, aside from the money, there is something to the idea of, like, the greatest player of all time just gave me $120 million. Yeah. And I, oh, I, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And I, Who cares? Yeah. It's, it's $30 million a year. Oh, you take that To go hang time. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte's I mean, not a bad city. Bad deals get signed all the time, um, you know. And to I thought I thought the the Hayward signing overshadowed um, Lamelo Ball's uh, being drafted, and then also they have a guard issue over there. Now I don't know. In order for this to make it work, do they send Terry Rozier to L.A. The Clippers that is sit his ass on the or, bench. That's well, what you Devontae do. Graham only has one year left on his deal. Well, right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and for we the still don't know what kind of player he's going to be. Is he going to be the guy that he was the first two months or is he going to be the guy that he was the last, you know, three months they were out there playing? But so, Dave, I'm just talking about the numbers working in order for this to oh, happen. Sure. They have to shave something off the top. And I can see Terry Rozier who really has, oh, I thought they were nah, it doesn't, I thought they were waving Batum and that, and that got it done. Nah, it's still a little bit more, but shouts to Batman. Still out here getting checks, still being able to do what he can do, and teams actually still know, still want him. So I think you know. So for Hayward, like in Charlotte, one hundred twenty million dollars is he's not worth all of that money, but he's got more than he gave last year in Boston. He was a fourth option there, and it was a pretty distant fourth option. And he still averaged seventeen and a half, hmm. and he still averaged four assists, and he did it super efficiently. And when he got the chance to run the offense, when the Celtics were injured, when things like that were going on, he normally had another level to reach. And so I think part of this for him was that he just wanted to show he can play again. 
and to show that he can be the man for a team again. And and the other part of this for Charlotte, beyond the fact that you just got a significant talent upgrade over anybody you had on your team last season, I think as LaMelo Ball comes into the league, Hayward's a good guy to have around him because he's not ball dominant. He makes good decisions. He can play on or off the ball. And next to LaMelo Ball, I just think he makes a lot of sense as a, a 6'8 wing he, who can do a bit of everything. And and to me, like for their franchise, maximizing LaMelo Ball has to be priority number one. And I think Hayward gives you a chance to compete at a better level right away. And then, you know, as LaMelo gains more and more responsibilities, I think he's someone who who should mesh with LaMelo when that happens. Yeah. Solid playmaker, solid defender, solid shooter, like solid player. If you just ignore the money, it's a good move for Charlotte. It's just a ton of money. A lot yes. of money. But it's money they're likely to not spend any. Right. Yeah. I also think right. to Trace point, like who was looking to go to Charlotte, right? Like I yeah. did. Like, not you a do damn have, soul. Right. You have to. Over, <laughs> it's not like have, Steph Curry was like, you know what? Clay you know, got I, injured. I, I want, but I want right. to go back home. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening. Not a single soul is going to say, I want to go play in Charlotte. So you take the best available, even if you're going to get ridiculed about it, because at this situation, like Dave said, and Jay said, pretty much that this is the guy that's best available. This is a guy who wasn't like cast away and just like, when I look at the situation, I look at Paul Millsap in Denver, right? Where he signed and then he just disappeared and collect checks versus this situation. He still has something left on the table and playing in the Eastern conference. He potentially could average 24 points a game. And if they are close to like 10th in the East, he can make the all-star team. You know what I mean? Just off playing on this team. That's the thing though. Like for a lot of these moves, you essentially have to now, because we're extending the playoffs to 10 teams in each conference, right? Like that's essentially what this playing tournament does. If you're in the bottom third of the league moving forward, you're a garbage organization. Like you can't even like if you can't even crawl out of the <laughs> or you're doing it on if purpose. You can't crawl out of the out of the bottom third, like, man, that is that is a level of horrible that I don't like, I don't know how you can sell other, other players. Like, yes, this is where you need to be. We can't even, we can't even make it to that top 20, right? Like we can't even make it to that top 10 in this conference. And I think that puts a lot of pressure. I mean, you see what Atlanta, Atlanta has had an say, incredible, Atlanta is an example. Atlanta's had an incredible off season, right? And they're going to be in the mix for that being a top 10 team in the East. Um, Charlotte, I think this interests it towards. I do like the idea that, like, look, you're if you're trying to maximize Lamelo, taking some of that responsibility off his plate and balancing it out is actually a really good idea. Chicago, I'm whatever. I I don't know what to do with the Bulls at this point. The Wizards, like, I wouldn't have given five years to Bertans, but maybe that's what it took to to grab him. Um, some of these other teams, like Orlando, losing DJ Augustine, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams in the mix other than. You know, I think we can count the Knicks and probably the Cavs out, but everyone else should be in the mix for that top 10. Yeah. And I, I mean, does anybody have a scouting report on um, Charlotte PD? Because oh I know that's big to the Hayward oh family. Boy. Um, oh, boy. The police department oh boy. is like a key selling point for any city. So if any, if any of our listeners could get back to me on um, 
that Sean is PD's uh, sort of at Big Waz and only at Big Waz <laughs> to respond to that scatter report request right there. Uh, we'll do that. <laughs> um, all right, what what do we think of what it, of Atlanta did as a whole? Like, it, it's bold. It's bold. I I kind of laughed at the idea. I, I of, like it. I like it too, Trey. Like I laughed at that. I saw some people going, well, now they've got so many big men. Like they've got a Kongu and they've got Collins and Gallo and, and Capella. And like, where are they going to get all these minutes? I was like, yo, if a Kongu is playing this year and you've got those mm-hmm. big men in front of him, he is either great or shit went south real fast, right? Like injuries or guy or whatever, like something bad happened. Like, I don't think you want him playing this year unless also, it is. He's I don't so think good. they want John Collins playing center anyway. I, well, right. that extension that's coming up, man, like, I don't think I would throw big money at John Collins. Yeah, I don't understand the John Collins thing. Like, that people think he's a thing because he can kind of shoot and kind of has hops. Like, I, I, I don't... <laughs> I mean, at his age, though, he's extremely productive. Like, I mean, he's 20 and 10. I like John Collins. And he's not, he just he's not an awful defender. Mistake. I don't even care about that part. I'm just like, do I want to give that dude... What's he, what's he gonna take, 20, 25 a year on his extension like that's honestly i thought they were gonna move him i thought they might. That, that they still might you know you know it was kind of a signal when they were bringing in gallo and you know they're bringing in bogdan they were talking about hayward or potentially bringing in bogdan i should say uh he assigned the offer sheet but they were bringing in guys that i thought that they were gonna need to slide up you know to get everybody on the court because trey young is gonna play and Rondo is going to play and Gallo is going to play and Bogdan is going to play and Collins needs to play somewhere, but it just seems like they spent a lot of money to bring in these guys that were ready to, to win. And then Collins kind of feels like the odd man out. Yeah. I think a lot hey, of people, I, r- I rather have debt with, with this, with this quick turnaround. I'm, yeah. I'd rather have a debt. I rather, yeah. that's my, that's a good problem to have. You got to be careful though, because you want to, you don't, I mean, I hate to go into the asset collection thing, but that's kind of <laughs> where we're at with, with Collins. You don't want to distress the asset. Like if he can't play, if, Je- if Collins can't play ahead of Gallinari for you, it hurts his value when you're trying to shop him the, around for a team that might be looking for young There's talent. also the idea of like Gallo has only cared about getting paid here. He may not, he may not care about getting no starter minutes, right? Like he, I think he's going to be he really good with to Trey. Get paid. He made that very clear when he re, when he refused to go to the Heat at the deadline. He and Trey are going to score so many points. For yeah, them. it's it's going to be pretty. That great. combination is going to open up the a court. lot of points. Are definitely going to be scored in the Atlanta Hawks game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, both on both ends yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what I was get. Poor Clint Capella. Hammer the over. Hammer <laughs> the over <laughs> every <laughs> single. And night. They're going to be a fun four or five seed, though. I- I'll say uh, that four, four or five, five seed. seed? Maybe this year could be. Could be. Gonna, it's the East, man. The East is awful. I'll tell you who's in the Toronto. East. Toronto's the Heat, taking a step back. The Raptors, back. the Celtics, the Nets. Five, six, the Sixers. Who makes sense I think now? Toronto's taking a step back. Uh, I mean, Losing Ibaka and potentially Hawks. Toronto could take a step back, and Atlanta could take two steps forward, and Toronto still be ahead of them. Like this is. I don't know. I think Toronto is going to be in the middle of the pack like that. A four or five seed for this. Well, Cox it's team also the is, East, and it's the regular season. No, you can't. But the East is like six strong up top, and then it's a bunch of teams. Who? who all right. So we said Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Boston, Philly, Boston, Toronto, Philly. Milwaukee. Ah, I forgot about Philly. I yeah, think so Indiana is still better seed. than yeah. these cats. Really? Yes. Ooh. Yes. 
Ooh, they stunk wow. last year, bro. Yeah, I mean, they were really bad last they year. Did, and, 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 and hold on, and hold on. The team, the the last team that that um that this guy uh Gallinari was the second best player on. Um, I'm sorry, that team was not. That team was a 40 win team essentially. Like that I, team I, was last year's Thunder. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That like we think we think Atlanta's gonna be somehow as good or better than what the Thunder were last year. I I, I, don't, I, I don't just think know. the East is so bad. I mean, they're gonna beat up on Orlando because they can't score. Charlotte is I mean, worse the than Atlanta. Disrespect of Dennis Schroeder has to stop at some point, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> wait, wait. How did this become a Lakers shooter thing? Nah, I mean, because, I, because I'm just saying, like, I just think OKC overall, talent-wise, last year is better than this team, right? Like, yeah, but they played. A, I mean, again, though, like there is they the were a 45 win up. team. Like, what is this? This team is 38 wins. I don't know. I, I, and also, you know, I have a bias against young dudes. Like, I like Trey Young a lot. I, I mm-hmm. And whatever, John Collins, whatever you want. I, I, but, like, that's who they're going to be relying upon. And the rook and well, they're not rookies anymore. But um, Cam Reddish and, you know, it's just like. Hunter. Yeah, Herder. I'm just like, bruh. They got a but, lot of guys. But, and they added a lot of good players. Like, right. at least solid players that they just didn't have last year. Yeah, last year, it was like Trey Young. Werder got John hurt, Collins. and it was like you would have thought they lost Magic Johnson, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> the way they played after. And this then, is but, my thing. I had some Timberwolves fans like, "Hey, the the Wolves have too many guys in the backcourt now." And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, "This was a team last year that became apoplectic when they lost Jake Lane." Okay, like I think let's just see them accumulate talent. Like that's why I feel like with this Hawks team, like. Just accumulate talent and then figure it out. Their talent is way more balanced than like the Timberwolves, obviously, um, at least like through more traditional positions. But um, but there is going to be an adjustment period to, and I'm not saying this is a Rondo thing, but we've seen an example in Chicago before. We've seen an example in Sacramento before, where you got a bunch of young dudes, you're bringing a bunch of veterans, and you're like, all right, teach them, and right. then that doesn't mesh, right? I don't think we'll have that problem in Atlanta, but it's. It's a possibility. Well, as of right now, I mean, it's what Rondo, kind of the de facto locker room leader. I would assume so. Yes, and and I, mean, I know he's got news, a good reputation. Good, yeah, good news for the young guys. When he was in Chicago, <laughs> and that whole Dwayne Wade, Jimmy he Butler, let, thing, he, he, let he signed his, with the young guys. He let a cool. Like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he can be the fun uncle. But I guess, you know, here. and I don't want to, and I don't want to be the damper on on on. Atlanta for the three fans that they have, but and I, you know, there'll be a team that I'll watch and I'm going to enjoy watching them. I just don't know that it's going to actually materialize into wins. You know what I mean? So I would say three this, fans like, that they have. That's cool, but <laughs> and it, it's also, it's, all, it's I mean, that's I mean, an overestimation. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> did, did the no dunks crew count? No, because half of them were. Raptors. Oh, oh, Raptors fans. Yeah, that's true. Trey's a Bulls fan. Yeah, there. okay. Never mind. Um, all right. So, I mean, I think I think the Hawks should be in position to take that eight seed, right? At like there, like if that doesn't happen, it's either a bunch of injuries happen or it's gotta be a bit of a disaster because this magic team is I don't want to upset the nine fans that they have, but this magic team sucks, right? Yeah. Like they, and they just got worse because they lost DJ Augustine. Yep. Um, yep. That's that's actually a pretty significant blow to them. Uh, Washington, I gotta say, 
I love the idea that John Wall, and this is no disrespect to John Wall. I love the idea that he hasn't played in 23 months and he's like, yo, trade me. I want out. I mean, that's I the kind that of confidence is, we should all aspire and I, for. I, 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 he has $133 million left on that deal. And I respect the hell out of that power play or attempt at a power play. I also love that he's been talking about how, how much he wants to play with Bradley Beal <laughs> publicly. And then behind the scenes, he's like, guys, I want out. <laughs> that's that's an impressive impressive move to put on the pr front and then really be like i don't want to play with this guy i've probably never wanted to play with this guy and even though my trade value is at all-time low i got 40 million coming every year (laughs) for the foreseeable future and and i want to play somewhere else and like john wall and the thing that it speaks to also jay is like the sort of self-delusion that comes that goes into becoming a play a guy who's as good at basketball as John Wall is, right? Yeah. Just that's the true. idea that you don't un- like <laughs> in the best of times, John Wall, you let a six seed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like in the best of times. Now you're coming off of a, a really crazy injury. You have an extremely bloated deal. It's like all right, so I bring John Wall in for forty million. Then what do I do with the rest of my team? Like John Wall has never proven to be a guy who just on his own makes me a good team. Like, and it's not to be disrespectful. It's like you're not a KD, you're not uh, a um um LeBron, you're not a uh, James Harden. Like you've never proven to be a guy who by yourself makes a team competent. So well, like, chill, I would bro. say I would I uh, as a rebuttal to that, like he was he was leading the Grunfeld. Fair. Wizard, That's fair. Right? Like, I mean, I don't know that he fair. had very fair. until they got him Bradley Bill and Bradley Bill stopped having stress fractures in his leg every every year. Like, I don't know that he actually had the proper talent fair. around him. Fair. I don't think you're I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just I want to be fair to John Wall. Of like, yo, that Wizards organization. Yeah. Has historically been not good. Not great. And poorly run. Right. Um, I want to switch to the to the West because you mentioned you mentioned the irrational confidence that it must take to become as good as John Wall at some point. And Jeremy Grant just left the same offer in Denver to go because he won more shots in Detroit. Yo, um, I can't even he's bugging. I can't even call it. Bugging. I like I Jeremy Grant a lot, like, but yo, that is I, like, that's wild that, that he had the same offer in Denver. That news coming out that like Denver was like, nah, we'll overpay the shit out of you to be our fourth best player. At tw- fuck it, we don't. We're not even a, an organization that spends money, but fuck it, we'll do it for you. Um, because we were a conference finals team last year, right. so yeah, we'll do it for you. And he's like, "Nah, I, I, I'm I gonna, need shots. I need, I need shots." Yeah. And then they lucked into Jamichael Green. So, I mean, wow. they're gonna miss Jeremy Grant, but they got miss like him a lot. That's seventy percent. Jamichael's yeah. fine, but he does. He can't do it. Go for Jeremy right. Grant. Yeah, Jeremy Grant does. The world isn't. You know, the sky isn't falling. Let's say no. But they got well, you but know, and didn't spend that money on Jeremy Grant. That's no. The but they thing. lost. They lost Plumley, who was effective for them when he wasn't trying to defend Anthony Davis on an inbound. They lost <laughs> they lost Jeremy Grant, and then they lost Torrey Craig. But Zach, like, those are three of their four Craig good defenders. But Zach, yeah. was he truly happy? I mean, he didn't sign there. He got traded there. Hmm. No, I'm not, I, I'm just saying, like, they, like, this is a Denver team whose defense was spotty as hell to begin with, right. and they just lost three of their four good defenders. Right. No, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, like, you know, obviously we're, we're on Jeremy Grant's case. I mean, he's probably just like, bruh. That's, oh, that's man, like having look, a roommate you shots, and you're like, you okay, shots. well, I'm saving money, but you know what? I'm going to just pay my full rent just so I can have some peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, <laughs> no, Trey, I, I hear you. I just want to... 
I just want to know what that inner monologue is going to be in January when he realizes like, oh, Jaleel Okafor and Killian Hayes don't give me the same shots that Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray got me, right? right. Like, and, and that's the thing here. Like, what does he see himself as? Well, what, what but, does but Jeremy Grant man. think he That's is, what he sees himself thing, as, Jay, a rich man. He had maybe a quarter and a half of decent shot creation against the Lakers in the conference finals, right? Like, there was that one game where he was, you know, he was Those getting 14 busy. minutes. Right. <laughs> he was getting busy in transition. You know, he attacked a couple of closeouts competently. And he might be thinking to himself, that's who I am now. That's what I'm going to do to dudes um, when I get to Detroit. And they put the ball in my hand. So, God bless. It was a great <laughs> blueprint for what he could have been maybe trying to do this this upcoming season. And now it's going to be like... uh you know, what What can you do with Sekou Dumboya? Can y'all run to pick and roll? And look, maybe Grant will prove Sekou us wrong. Dumboya. And maybe he does have more clubs in his bag than Jay, we think. he's not going to prove us wrong. No, he's no, not. Well, he's well, not. Well, well, come on, man. <laughs> but on the other side, like, this was a killer move for him, I think. Because he, he's not going to be as good when he doesn't have a primary star to create for him. And it's a killer move for the Nuggets. Like, because he's so long and athletic, next to Murray and next to Jokic, they need that. They needed him. Now there's going to be so much on Michael Porter Jr. He he is under a spotlight now. He better be ready. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, no no Craig, no Grant against LeBron or Kawhi or any of these dudes, right? Like, like Gary Harris can still defend, but, man, that's going to— He's too too light in the shorts. Um— but you know what this uh, Jeremy Grant move is? It's um, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> like that. You know what? Yeah, that's the definition of this yeah. move. <laughs> and look, I can't kill. I can't to go to our, Detroit. <laughs> look, man, it wasn't it's like be- it was it's Miami beautiful in the winter. Right, right, right. I, you know, I, I don't know, man. They must have sold him something in that pitch to him or his agents. Yo, like, I yo. think it was just like. I think he was. I think it was legitimately like, look at this roster. Who else is going to start? There you go. <laughs> He's the only non-center on the roster. Fair, fair. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to try to get Blake Griffin out of here, too. This is going to be your team, Jeremy. Fair. And They're going to try the goes. flying V formation with <laughs> Jeremy to. Grant. It's the only chance yeah. they have. <laughs> they got to go Mighty Ducks on him. Um, so Denver, I think I'm a little worried about Denver. Oh, Just, me too. I mean, I'm very worried defensively. I, this puts... This puts all that pressure on Michael Porter Jr. too. Like, it's a big step back, lead. I think. Yeah, um, and that sucks because one, Portland has maybe one off season so far trading for Covington. They got Derrick Jones Jr. They resigned Melo, resigned Rodney Hood. Um, they just got Harry Giles to like be a fourth big man, fifth big man, or whatever. Like Covington was a big a, deal. They mm-hmm. haven't addressed like Covington is. They now can throw a bunch of defenders out there that they did not have last year um and and now i'm not saying they can compete with with the lakers by any means but it wouldn't shock me if portland ended up as a two seed i actually am feeling the same way and i think with the experience that they have nurkic is healthy and he looked great in the bubble like physically which is was awesome especially to see. after all that time off and that yeah. injury like that's crazy that and i think so what even even more like not only did he look great and got to play and kind of round into shape. And then he immediately got another rest. I think that Portland might surprise people just because they're in this, this like Goldilocks zone, as far as like the time off that they've had and how much they've played. 
So I think that they're going to hit the ground running. And they they had no wings, and now they have possibly too many wings. Like, it, guys are going to have a hard time finding minutes. You know, I, I was worried Rodney Hood had opted out because he was like, well, what am I going to do here? But he came back. Mello came yeah. back. Like, they brought everyone back. I'm with you, Zach. I think that they might they might be – on paper, it could be the second best team in the West. This yeah, was like the, the exact the, opposite of their postseason or their offseason last year. Yep. Like right. last year, they went out and got Hizonia. They got Whiteside. They and everybody lost was Harkless and Aminu, their two best wing defenders. It, it was like after watching the team this year, which was awesome on offense and awful on defense, they remembered like, yeah, you know what, guys? Versatility is cool. Length is important. Yeah. Like having athletes around Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum matters. I don't know why it took a full year to realize that, but they realized it and they did a really good job addressing that. Well, Jay, and, and also like if you think about it, we we killed them when when Aminu and, and Harkless were gone, right? Which mm-hmm. and rightfully so, those were the two best defenders. Covington is better at defense than those guys are, and he's For way sure. better at offense than those guys are. Right. And that's not a knock on them. Covington's just that good. And he could slide. Not only can he play the three, but he can slide up to the four when you want to go a little bit smaller. Hell, we saw in Houston. He can, be, he can play the five, baby. Uh, and, well, and Zach Collins is not going to be out for forever. And that's going to give you some really switchable lineups. Yes. When Zach Collins comes back, obviously he can play some uh, – Covington can play some five. Uh, Denver – I mean, not Denver, excuse me. Portland got really good. I, I've, I've got them and, and Phoenix as having the best uh, week out of anybody so far. I've got Gordon Hayward one and then Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um Robin Robin Hayward not having a great week. Right. So Trey, we do have the battle for Los Angeles, which um not so much a battle anymore, I think. I think the Lakers have this, but you know, the Lakers issue last year was when LeBron left the floor. Uh they couldn't they couldn't put the ball in the basket. And so they go out there and just end up with top two players and six man of the year voting with with Schroeder and with Trez. And that shouldn't be a problem anymore. And so maybe like maybe a little bit of like outside shooting, you could you can nitpick and say they they're still not great here. But um, but getting Trez to leave the Clippers to come come down the hallway and, and be that guy for them, and and now and now like having that bench scoring and having that like the the Lakers have been phenomenal. And I was just like I I thought leading up to yesterday, I was like, what are the Clippers doing? And then. Clippers got surge, right? Like Clippers got surge and Trey. Now I'm like, okay, maybe the Clippers, maybe it's not such a bad off season for them. Cause that's a really nice pickup. Well, they still need a guard. Um, yes. that's, that's a, a major need. And with Rondo going to Atlanta, I'm not sure what's left out there. Maybe Lanks, well, Trey, Lanks Quinn Cook away. is on the market. Quinn Cook got away. I was going to say Shabazz Napier. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a couple yeah. guys that's still out Shabazz there. Shabazz would be dope. He's underrated. Trey, let me throw this like idea. out on Wanamaker. Yeah, missed out on Wanamaker. Yeah, he would have been he... nice. Let me let me throw this at you, Trey. If you're the Clippers, would you trade Lou Will and a second round pick for Derrick Rose? Yes, in a heart in, in a heartbeat. I love you Lou Williams. Um, Lou Williams doesn't defend, but does Derrick Rose? Yeah, no, but but he'll be more of a point guard. <laughs> yeah, he'll be more. Different. He'll feel more of the need than than what they what they will give up on that end. You know what I mean? Some guys just going to have to play some extra minutes. Um, but just to, just to barely tiptoe on the Lakers situation, Trez going to the Lakers 
It's like Sting joining the Wolfpack in the NWO. Like it was just such a a heel turn and unexpected. Even Pat Beverly was shocked. Um, and with them getting, I mean, Trey, was it though after they all blamed him for flaming out? Like yeah. he basically took the entirety of the blame for what they did in the playoffs. Did they lie so I though? <laughs> I mean, they weren't wrong. Just play better, yeah, dog. He, he, I mean, it's going, w- would you rather be blamed by the Clippers or LeBron breathing down your neck and get your ass traded in February? So, oh, well, not February, whatever the new deadline is going to be, because this this schedule is pretty wacky. But um, yeah, man, like I, I, you know, like with the Clippers, I like the surge pickup. I still, I don't know what they do at point guard, you know, because again, that that's a big question mark. Four there. years for Marcus Morris, oof. Oh lord! Uh, I mean, I don't hate that a, deal. It's the a Clippers lot of money, don't care about the money. Yeah, because yeah, it's, well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. Money. It's not. A, it's not. It's just more about retaining. You know what I mean? Like, and and yeah. everybody, all the guys that are all gone were guys that were part of the blame game stuff. You know what I mean? Even Jermichael Green got some of that stuff, and he's like, "Well, don't blame me." You know, and, <laughs> and and the same thing with 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 Lou Will. You know what I mean? Like, depending if he wants to be there or not. I thought they got him on a, a, a cheap discount, but it has ran its course. And they need to improve yeah. drastically because the the team on Figueroa has just gotten the final the final uh, the final piece for the Donald's glove. Yeah. So I think Lou Will actually has a lot of value, though. I think that there are a lot it's a good of contract. Teams. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. I think Detroit can flip them pretty easily. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's, there, that's there are a lot of teams that are the Clippers Rose, you know, like that's that's just, just us hypothetically but, saying that we want yeah. him there. But like, but I'm saying Trey, like I, I'm with, like he's just more of a point guard, mm-hmm. and I think that's what they need. They are need we sure? Oh, absolutely. That are we sure Lou Williams isn't a good fit for the Clippers? Yes. Are we sure that yes. a team that yeah, I think he's a better fit than yeah, Trey. We've, we've given, him, we've given him a shot, bro. It's not even about that's the thing about that team last year. It wasn't even about the one two punch off the bench. When those two got in, it was like, I'm getting mine, but we're we're gonna give up a lot on that, you know? And like everybody was gawking off points, but not the stuff that was really hurting the Clippers. And sometimes Doc just stuck with certain lineups that just like when Shaman wasn't playing well and other guys weren't playing well, they're like, oh, well, at least we're getting 18 and 20 from Trez and Lou, but giving up, you know what I mean? It's like the Hawks on offense. You know what I mean? That's what those two give. like, oh shit, they're going to score a ton of points, but they're going to give up a bunch of points. And then Kawhi has to stop the bleeding. So, but I, but I think without Trez, Lou having Lou's defense doesn't hurt as much. Right. Because like, you're I not going to ever play a combo as bad as those two. Yeah, and I, also, think, I think they're just better uh, equipped to to defend behind him. And I think they need that playmaking. Kawhi, despite how good he is, like that's the one thing he's not a super-duper star at is creating for others. Well, and see, I, I don't think Lou is doing a lot of that either. That's he, what I'm good saying. at creating for himself, and he can create for Trez. But, yeah. I mean, I do – I get exactly what these guys are saying. Uh, I don't know if Derrick Rose is the guy – I don't know if the if a better like there is no perfect guy to come off the bench. Well, that's the thing, Davis. I don't think there's I don't think there's anybody right. else on the market. Yeah, and right. the exactly. thing and the thing about Derek Did maybe Terry Rozier? We're giving no. Optimistic. Hey, Nick Batum's out there too. A, you know, a he can slightly he can, elevated Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, out there really? too, Dave. It doesn't mean that they're gonna pick me up. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you know, Austin, I don't Austin Rivers is but off the board. By the way, he goes to New York, so. 
Oh yeah, All Austin that... Rivers breaking news during this podcast recording. Austin Rivers to the Knicks. Rest in peace, hey, you Austin, know, Austin Rivers. I, I thought he would have been good for for the Clippers. I thought he would have been good for the Mavericks. I mean, he, he's a good player. He's not. Warriors, he's not like you know. Yeah, yeah, he's a rotation Knicks. guy for yeah. sure. He can give like you can trust him with the ball in his hands. The Knicks. The Knicks have done pretty well. Are the well, Clippers? Are the Clippers better than last year? I, I think, think I think Serge is a big pickup. I think Serge is a better fit than Tress. For yeah. the playoffs, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that makes them better. It makes them different, and it might which be, matters might be the right. Well, they right. can play really big too. Like they can play Serge and uh, Zubac together. Yeah, because Serge can stretch the floor. I mean, I mean, shit, you it, could match throw up those, a little bit better on you could paper throw with those the two with Kawhi, PG, and Marcus Marcus Morris, and like, yeah, you give up some quickness on the perimeter, but like, you could do some shit with that. Yeah, they'll have a lot of shooting too bullet. when Serge is out there. Serge, yeah. Marcus Morris, Kawhi, Paul George, Lou Will, like that lineup is just scoring, scoring city. They could score a lot of points. I mean, just yeah. not spinning into two defenders and watching Trez try to finish over guys over and over. And it's not yeah. that he was bad at it. It's just like once he lost whatever he lost in the bubble, and he. And he, you know, obviously he missed time because of a, because of a death and, and he never got that conditioning. But when he, like, if he loses a step moving forward for them, if they had re-signed him, like that, that becomes bad. I think the Trez slander has gone too far, honestly. <laughs> well, I was about to say, I like the signing so for the that's Lakers. What, oh, I, I think it's too. perfect for the Lakers. I'm Ner- talking Nerd about Twitter the, the doesn't like it. Nerd Twitter is like, yeah, he doesn't defend, blah, 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 blah. Um, but he does his job though. Right. Like. And, his job and, is well, regular season gets you fifteen to twenty a night. Sometimes he's going to give you twenty. Trez also turned down money in Charlotte. Also, yeah. there's this idea Smart that move. Trez has to close games because he signed a mid level. Oh, like, no, he doesn't. He ain't closing a game. He, he probably <laughs> won't even break double digits in the playoffs. You know, like that's not what he's there for. And and here's I mean, my he, thing. he will when they're up thirty and, on these teams. And by the way, <laughs> defensively, I think that the Lakers just have better personnel to yeah. allow Trez to yep. do yeah. the things that he actually can do defensively. Well, yep. and they like each other, right? Like that was the issue with the Clippers. They had well, a bunch yeah. of defenders, but nobody wanted to play with each other. Clutch mafia, yeah. baby. Um, <laughs> I think the Lakers Clutch upgraded mafia. the Rondo spot. I think Schroeder's just yes. objectively a better player. And wow. I know it was I, really good during the playoffs, though. That's great. That's you you think that's that true. guy's showing up again? And like, would you bet money on that? I can't bet against it because he's gotten me too <laughs> many times. Too much right? snake bites. Um, yeah. they up, to me, they upgraded the Rondo thing. I agree. I think, sorry, Dave. They upgraded no, Wes the, Matthews is a downgrade. They upgraded the Danny Green situation. I, I just don't think I, I don't I don't think anybody who's watched they, Wes Matthews the last two they, years could think that's they upgrade upgraded the Danny Green position. Then why didn't he make more money? If Wes Matthews is an upgrade, why didn't he get paid more? Because he wants to win, maybe. Because he wants to win. He already signed a max deal. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's good. Wes Matthews is a downgrade, but it's it's like seventy percent. It's not. Yeah, you, you know they didn't sign a G League player. West the Matthews, Lakers had a, have had a good week, West too. West Matthews, right? like, God bless Danny Green, can make layups. Oh, I'm just saying, all right? Oh, so <laughs> when was the last time you saw West Matthews, West Matthews at the make a layup? Yeah. What are you I, talking I about, Waz? I'm with you on this up. argument, but that is not the way to make it. <laughs> Look, I like, I like West Matthews a lot, but, you know. Upgrade that over is, him. That is going to run me up a wall seeing uh, West Matthews shoot an arrow after an, after the third hockey assist. <laughs> and him making a three, bro, like after going yes. like one for four and he's going to pop the yeah. arrow. Like, I'm going to just lose it. Like, bro, you play also, with LeBron. Sit down. I'm going to get so I mad. Think, I think we got to watch the Marcus Gasol situation because 
I don't Yo, think I don't song, think a man. JaVale and um Trez combo is better than nah. JaVale and Dwight. But I think JaVale right. and Marc Gasol is definitely better than or JaVale Trez and Dwight. And Marc Gasol, I mean, yeah. excuse me, yeah, Trez yeah. and Marc Gasol definitely well, upgraded well, that big man um rotation. Yeah, well, at, the, at the time of this recording, the, Gasol hasn't made any announcements yet. So by the time you listen to this, he may have he, he may have, have signed. Decision, They're trying to he, free up some more money to, to, well, to yeah, get it for him. But you, you, if about, you get Gasol on the on the Lakers, woo! it's a wrap. Woo! It's a wrap. Yeah. Well, it's already close. Like, Yo, I think don't the Lakers... even think about scoring next year, bro. Well, the Lakers <laughs> oh, have man, been on a tear. Fat guys going at it, was. That's what we pay for. <laughs> the Lakers have been on a tier by themselves. And I think that they've just stayed there as of right now, like with the moves. If they get Gasol, they it get really. Gasol. It, I mean, they, like, do can they go sixteen and two in the playoffs? Look, if they don't That's get Gasol, I think they're kind of like. Their, their big man rotation is light, like can be beat up, bullied. That'll be the thing on the to boards, all of that shit. If if they don't get Gasol, but if they do, yeah. their big man rotation is lit. And, and again, so another guy that by the time you get to the playoffs, you're you're using him against matchup dependent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right? Like I, I, it's, I do think it's just a luxury. I do think they've changed their identity a bit, though. Like last year's team was so good defensively. And they were able to lock in and have defenders everywhere, especially in the playoffs. And I think with Trez, with Dennis Schroeder, they changed their identity. And I think they kind of needed to. They got younger. They got younger. But but like that that defense, it it didn't get any better. No, but but Jay, they made this this like the Trez and, and Schroeder thing, not that they won't have to factor in the playoffs, but this may save LeBron yeah, right in the regular season, right? Like that could be a big factor for them because he doesn't have to do as much to get them wins. Look, yeah, that, yeah, that they, was a point I was just going to make. I, I think it's huge for him, especially with the quick turnaround after a long season mm-hmm. that kind of went on for 13 months, assuming he was, you know, continuing to to stay in shape the whole time through the hiatus. That they needed to get him a rest, and they needed to have some form of offense when he isn't there. And I, I do agree with you on that. They made huge upgrades on that front. Yeah, here's why I love the shooter thing is <clears throat> because last year in OKC, um, that series against the Rockets, there were like large portions of the game where Dennis Shooter was being asked to be their primary one-on-one creator. Not ideal, right? And that is just not go- ever going to be the case in L.A. It might be a three or four minute stretch in a big game where he has to do that. And I think he's overqualified to be that person, right? Like he probably was miscasting OKC as some like, all right, he has to be our lights out, beat the man in front of him one-on-one guy. I don't know that he's that for large portions of a game. But on this team, in lineups where he's playing next to AD, oh, he's going to get busy, man. He's going to have space. And last year was the best. And he's a better shooter uh, than Rondo, guys. I know Rondo made a couple of threes well, in the last playoffs. Last year he was. I, you know, let's not get crazy. Like, people he had turn Rondo into shooting. Mark Price yeah, all of a sudden. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not willing to say Schroeder's a better. He's a better shooter than Rondo, Zach. Come on, man. I bet you he's going to shoot better this year uh, than, we, than he would on average, Rondo. but I'm not convinced that last year is who he is. I don't now. know that. Like, no, I wouldn't say that because he shot like, you know, 32 and 33% in the years before. So I'm not going to say right. he's like this 39%. But he's going to have an easier guy. job this year. Exactly. You're looking at 33% for his career versus Rondo's 31%. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't I mean, don't no, do you this. don't do this, Waz. <laughs> Tell me not to do this. <laughs> Career year for mind. Dennis Schroeder coming up, shooting wise. Look, are you trying I to be it. on the on the Lakers float next year in the parade? Is that is that what's happening here? 
Come I on, like the man. idea that this is the first attempt of Vlad's trying to get on the show. Yeah, come on, yeah. man. You know what clutch we trust. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before, before we wrap this up, non-Gordon Hayward edition, what's the contract that you guys saw that you were like, what the fuck? Out, that's so much money. I mean, Plumley, Plumley for sure. But like, I think it's just I think an it's extreme amount of money. Plumley, <laughs> yeah. And what? he's made oh, two hundred no. million in his career. Bro, he is a like white and, privilege. And Becca Big is like the easiest <laughs> position to find. One, yeah. I like, don't get it, man. I don't like, understand. Like, he's clearly not a starter in any right. context. He's he's just he's de- by definition he's a backup big. You they got Tony Bradley, guy, bro. How is he better? By the way, how is he better than Dwight hold on, Howard? Hold on, hold on. You guys want to tout all these per thirty six numbers for Christian Wood? Mason Plumlee's not that far off from Christian Wood's numbers. Okay, Mason Plumlee's the truth. What? Christian Wood's also twenty five <laughs> years old, and so there's a difference, right? Like some of that is aspirational cash. Like I'm, sure. I'm paying you now because I think you might turn into something, right? But also, I mean, I just like. I don't know. The internet loves Christian Wood, and I'm like, yeah, he's fine. With this idea that like Houston has like, well, I just think if you're Detroit, like Christian Wood is kind of like the best thing to happen to you in forever, and to lose him is a big deal. And then to sign Plumley instead of re-signing Christian Wood, I mean, that's a loss. If you're just looking at them one to one, yeah, but they're trying to lose, right? Like, well, <laughs> right. Trying trying, it lose. seems like they're trying to lose for a while because it's not like they just signed him to a one year deal, right? Um, I'm going to say, I mean, probably it's just, I don't know. It's just 25 million, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll definitely say, and granted there was, Oh, you want to know another overpay? Jason Tatum. Uh Oh, oh come on. Uh-oh. <laughs> come on, boss. $195 million. This is the, this is the best guy to sign a rookie extension since Anthony Davis, right? Like, <laughs> Such a all right, wait, let me throw these. All right, was not included. Does anybody have a problem with Jason Tatum? I can't Tatum's wait extension? for Tatum to switch over to clutch so that Waz I have no problem with Jason Tatum, Donovan right, Mitchell, no, and soon to come Brandon yeah. Ingram. Well, okay, but what about this? What about the De'Aaron Fox one? Would you have given max money to De'Aaron Fox? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the yeah. best thing Sack's yeah. going to get. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you guarantee me that in, in but the you life know, but of this also, contract, also, Zach, you know my bias against like, I watched De'Aaron Fox like beat every single Clipper off the dribble last year at Staples Center. Like nobody could stay in front of this kid, and so I'm like, I mean, you know, I just like that better than the step backs from Jason Tatum. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Oh my god! All right, all right. This this would be my this would be my argument against the De'Aaron Fox thing. Is one, I don't know that you can guarantee me that in the life of this contract he's going to be a top ten point guard in the league. What? And I just. Nah. You, what? You don't think he's going to be a top 10 point guard? I thought you was about to say player. I was like, yeah, he's probably going to no, knock on the door a top 10 player. Point guard. Well, Waz, he's not close to being a top 10 point guard right now. And I that's not a knock close, on him man. because the point guard position is really good. But that's my point. It's so saturated. Yeah. That, that like, that's just a, that's a lot. Now, maybe that's not a necessity for him to live up to that contract, but that's a big deal if he can't be one of the top 10 in his position over the life of this contract. And two... You have now, and maybe this is a bigger issue for what Monty McNair has inherited, but now your three highest paid players are Fox, okay, Buddy Heald, and Harrison Barnes. That doesn't look like, now they didn't give the deals to Heald and and Barnes, 
But I look at that, I'm like, okay, so we got like 70 tied up in those three guys each year? Like, I don't know about that. I think Barnes is about worth what he's what he's making, actually. I don't think that contract's so bad. Uh, it's just Man. that that team is not ready to compete, and he's like, nah. I think he's, he's just a guy you a, bring in of, to like help them compete. Right, right. right. I, I think that a move for him, like for a for a contender, makes a lot of See, sense. See, that's I what I was about to Denver say, Dave. I off. think that deal is. Worth I think Buddy's going to probably get moved. To me, that deal it is seems. only worth it for a team like Philly, right? Right. Like, where exactly. he like elevates what they're trying to do as mm-hmm. a contender, like to do to like watch Harry Barnes score fourteen points a game on. Sacramento is he worth Honestly, that? Charlotte yeah. should probably try to get Harrison Barnes. Like he would actually work pretty well for what they have going on there. Um, I, I just it's a lot of money to bring a guy off a bench. I don't know. Do you think he can? Do you think he can fill the void of nothing? Um, no. I look. I I don't think I don't think it's a. I would have given the money to Fox, but I don't think it's a no brainer. I think if you're looking at what the that structure of the team is and what the layout of the league is. I do think there are arguments against it. I, I love, think what so else are you going to do? I love Fox. Right? Like, yeah, you, I mean, that's a fair counter, right? Also, like, what yeah. else Zach, do? I think I love, Fox, I love Fox as a player, but he's a high character dude, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and I absolutely. think that matters. That matters. Yeah, that's you know? a fair point. Yeah. Um, and, you but, know, I, I'm not I, – I think I think he's going to be a top 10 point guard during this contract. I think he'll get there. He's not He's not that far off. He's yeah. really good. He's going to get there. Zach. And he was hurt a lot last year. I, know, I just get don't there. know When he makes the all-star team, Zach, I'm calling your phone and I'm going to scream – <laughs> you, when when a Sacramento King makes an All Star game in the West, you could Facetime me while I'm doing it. Okay, <laughs> you can show up at my. I will I will drive to your home and you can do it in my face when COVID's over. <laughs> and it's not a knock on Fox. It's that he'd have to average a fucking triple double to get a King as an All Star. I don't think that's I don't think that's doable. Um, uh, he may have to though. Yeah, he may have to. That's true. Uh, I think for me, Joe Harris at four years, seventy-five million. I was like, Jesus, like shooters, uh, man. Yo, but but this is the thing. Like, I saw eighty for Bertans, and then seventy-five. Mm-hmm. Like a minute later for Joe Harris, I was like, these guys are elite shooters. Don't get me wrong, but they don't do anything else. And I, I'm not. Would, I'm not tired. I guess if you're Brooklyn, hey, you can't repurpose that money, right? So you and it's all, and it's just money for them. Because he's, uh, you know, freaking Alibaba multi-billionaire, nah, right? Like, but, it's just like the Clippers. But you know why that money doesn't me, mean though, anything. Dave, you know why it fucking annoys me? Because last year, pandering-ass Joe Harris got got on a microphone and said, well, I don't, I'm don't. i really happy with my salary. I, I get played to play a child's game. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, <laughs> I'm lucky to make what I make. Blah, 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 blah. Like a fucking yeah. idiot. Now, now uh, imagine. What are you surprised he didn't sign microphone. in Charlotte? <laughs> he's probably very happy with his contract now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think- Triple but this thing. is this is about the money I expected for him to get. Same with Fred Van Vliet. I mean, there's just not a lot of guys out there that can do what they can. And I'll push back on Harris. He's more than just a shooter. Like he can actually do some stuff off the dribble. He can defend his position pretty well. Yeah, and I think actually, if KD is, he's got a good beard for Brooklyn for sure. He's got he a good beard. He can do shit off the dribble when he's on the floor. With well, Kyrie right. KD, but, but defensively, if KD is is eighty five percent of what he was in golden state. I mean, I think that even makes Joe Harris more valuable defensively because he's already good at funneling to help and, and Katie eats that stuff up. So I, I mean, for them, it was a no brainer to spend that money. My favorite signing was Myers Leonard two years, 20 million. 
And I, and I know that the second year is probably just going to disappear. The second, yeah, the second and year I, I know exist, that yeah. Miami did it for contract reasons, mm-hmm. money reasons. But still, a dude who could not play in the playoffs just is going to make $10 million a year. Did okay when awesome. he had to, though. He it, was okay when Bam was out. Fine. Fine. To the point where Waz said, how do you play Bam over Myers Leonard? <laughs> I, I do. Waz, Waz is probably a fan listen, of that contract. Man, listen, man. He got to stretch the floor, fam. <laughs> I, I thought Miami – I think Miami did really well. I mean, losing Jay Crowder is going to hurt them a little bit. Uh, but uh, overall, Miami did really well. A bunch of teams did totally I like, yeah, I like fine, the Bradley right? pickup. I like Avery yeah. Bradley pickup. That's good. The, the Bucks, who we haven't really talked about, you know – uh, the Bogdan deal falls apart. I think they wound up because they weren't having to deal with the hard cap. I think they wound up with a, a little bit more depth and picking up DJ Augustine was a great deal. Now if they can find somebody, yeah. if they can find somebody to, to, uh, you know, keep them on the, the track uh, as far as their cap goes. So they're not doing things like signing Pat Connaughton with the MLE instead of bird rights oh, and vice versa. Yeah. You know, get that stuff straight. But I, I think that they did a pretty good job of pulling themselves out of, you know, the the ditch that they they were sort of in when they lost Bogdan. Yeah, I would um, also say this. Um, let's stop killing the Kings and the Bucks over that deal falling apart because it was not oh. their fault. Oh, yeah, definitely it was. Not I would their, just say mm-hmm. I would say that. Like we don't need to. I guess like you say, don't give them the information, but that wasn't their fault. Everyone one knew that one that day, was done. one day we're gonna be able to talk about the bullshit that <laughs> oh. happened with that deal. Was today's not that day? But today's one not day, that day. You know when that day is? When everything clears up, we're on stage at a live show. There that's when that, there <laughs> that's that day. Exactly. So we'll, I guess I'll tease four years from now. I don't know what that was. Um, all right. Any any other thoughts? Like, is there any like random signing that you just thought? Yeah, that's it. I like that move. Tory Craig to Milwaukee. That's a great. That's a great. Sign. You know, he's Tory not. Craig I, I, I'm, he, <laughs> he's a good defender. He's not a good shooter. He's a low volume three point guy. But I'm curious what it looks like with him playing for Bud. How much that volume goes up, and if if teams actually buy into it. But for what they got him for, they they needed a body. They lost Sterling Brown. You know, like yeah. he's better than Sterling Brown. Uh, as far as the defender goes, so yeah, I, I think sure. that was like a sneaky good pickup for them. I I love um, I love Tristan Thompson to Boston. I that I think that's a massive pickup Ooh. for a team. See, I think Tice is I think Tice is going to be better than him this year. There's but it gives it, it, it gives them something they needed, which was a stronger defensive minded big. And mm-hmm. I think they're so short on wings though. The Celtics, like yes. after their starters, it's crazy to say. Romeo, they're going to need Romeo Langford or Aaron Neesmith to step up. Like that's that's where they are right now on their bench. You made those names up. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going to say uh, Harry Giles to Portland discount. Yeah, man. If he can just, I mean, we're always going to say this with him, but if he stays healthy, like he can, just, I, yeah, bro, he can I'm go out there. He can go out there with one leg, bro. He ain't got. They don't need, they don't need him to do much. Set. And like you know, he's the type of cat when you when you put two on the ball when Dame is 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 um operating in pick and roll like he's got like a nice you know playmaking um skill set right like for for his position anyway i think he's a dope fit over there yeah i think that's i think that's a great call uh, but he also might be a psychopath so you know, <laughs> <it's> the, <laughs> 
It is a give and take. All right, make sure you check out all the free agency coverage and offseason coverage as we are one month away from the NBA season starting. So we'll have training camp pretty soon. We'll get into some uh, meaningless preseason games and hopefully no one will get hurt. You check all that on The Athletic. Make sure you subscribe to this show on any podcast platform. Leave a review. Do all that good stuff uh, that pumps up the numbers and juices the system and plays with the algorithm all that crap. For Javon Edwards, for Big Waz, for Jay King, for Dave DeFore, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.